We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 11th day of August, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Unfortunately, Marty Foster is not with us today. I got my days mixed up. I called Marty on the phone earlier this afternoon and I said, hey, what time are you coming on tonight? And he said, I'm not. It's only Wednesday. I said, oh, it is, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm awfully sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And yeah, so we'll we'll see him tomorrow. He, he's on the end of the week. I, I lost track of time. I lost track of days. As crazy as things have been uh, for me lately and and for us around here, it's yeah, it, it's it's been wild for me. I've had to rearrange things. I've had to cancel things. And it's it's just a lot going on right now. And uh, and I and I've lost track of time and days and, and everything else. Uh, but anyway, hey, I'm doing good today. I saw a covid protest on my way home from the gym tonight. That was good. Yeah, it looked like a few hundred people yeah. in there. It was it was good. You know, gave him a honk, was giving a little fist bump out the windows. I was driving down the road and they were all cheering and waving and everything else. The police had somebody detained on the other end of town. <laughs> Looked like he was he was here causing trouble uh, where the protest started. Uh, they they walked across town. But uh, anyway, no, it was great. They all had the little signs, you know, Klaus Schwab is evil, you know, that kind of stuff down with the health minister and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, they they had all that. Um, no vaccine, you know, the the red circle with the line through it and virus particles and everything else. Yeah, it was it was nice. Uh, but anyway, Bruce, Pretty how sure are you today? to see that? Yeah, it is. It was great. Yeah. It was great to see it. Uh, I'm healthy and alive. Doing well. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the nice uh, rallies, if you will, the uh, protests going on about that kind of stuff. Of course, well, it wasn't really are, here all that well. But you know. yeah, the Germans are they're very vocal about uh, about this covid thing. And even though at the moment there are no restrictions here at the moment. Now, that's not to say that there aren't going to be any here in a few weeks because they're out saying today that, yeah. you know, we're probably going to have to bring in. Uh, this this um, this traffic light system, you know, the one that they did in New Zealand that was a six. Oh, excuse me. That was a failure. That one. Yeah. So you'll have the green tick. You know, they, like, they've already just they've already done this in Australia. Oh, and there's another country that's actually doing this. Uh, what's the name of that that place? That's um, I don't know. Bruce, I heard it was described as the, the freest society yeah. in the world. Um, uh huh. Uh, what 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 country was it? I don't know. Let's ask House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's yeah. talk Strong a little bit. democracy, yeah. courageous yeah. people. And, and it's it just yeah. I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who uh -huh. would like to to diminish uh, the relationship. Yeah, right, right. I see it's just there's commercial relationships there that would like to diminish that all. You know, it's it's one of the freest societies in the world. What did I say 
about her last week when she went to Taiwan. I said she is not a rival. She's an asset. Strong democracy. Yeah, that's the country. That's the country that has the uh, the green, yellow and red system for their COVID passes. They're talking about introducing that here. You get a green tick if you've got five, count them, five jabs. Their useless health minister came out today. He's got four jabs and he just had COVID, by the way. Oddly enough, Bruce, guess what drug he was taking while he had COVID? Guess what drug he was taking? He was taking Paxlovid. Uh, <laughs> and of it was, course. And it and was did helping he, did him he maintain have, his symptoms. Yeah. Did he, did he happen to have, uh, you know, the second wave of symptoms? You know, they're just recurring. Well, he, he did say, according to the, uh, the the paper out of Berlin this morning, he did say that um, he was struggling to cope with the, uh, the symptoms uh, that that were coming back after taking Paxlovid. So, yeah, um, it just seems that all of these people that are in these positions happen to have the same issue. They all seem to catch COVID. They all seem to take Paxlovid and they all seem to have the same problem. <laughs> it's almost like it's an orchestrated script that they're following. I don't know. I'm sure it's just coincidence. No, no, no. It's nothing to worry about. It's only 2% of the people that take Paxlovid that have recurring symptoms. It's only 2%. Right. Sure. Okay. But anyway, uh, he said that, uh, now, mind you, this is just a proposal. This doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen, which means it's probably going to happen. Uh, But he said that those that have four, four vaccinations currently, if you've got four COVID jabs in your system and you're still alive, if you've got four in your system, that's not considered enough to be fully vaccinated and you will not get a green check mark. So your access and your movement and your freedoms will be limited, shall we say, to certain things in certain places. That's where they are here. What did we say? What did we say? September rolls around. You watch. They're going to start again. And it's like they're they're starting it all over again. They're rolling it back in. And you know what? Monkeypox. Where's that been the last couple of days? Monkeypox. Has that been around? You heard anything about monkeypox? I heard Scott Gottlieb, you know, the guy that was talking about all the different uh, COVID variants. Well, there's B1 and B2, uh, and then there's B3 and B4. And now, of course, we got B5, but that didn't come from B1 or B2, because if you had B1 or B2 and you got uh, protection from that, this one comes from B3. Was it B? I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, he was on Face the Nation. Now, see if you can catch this, right? CBS is Face the Nation. Scott Gottlieb. This is the guy that, that kind of goes through the revolving door from the FDA to Pfizer and then back. You know, this guy. Do you remember Fauci back in the early days of COVID? Do you remember this? He said, you want to take it seriously, but this is not a problem that the people in the United States should be worried about. Ah, you, you really don't want to worry about that. Obviously, you want to take it seriously and do the types of things that the CDC are doing. But this is not a serious threat to the United States. And this is not something that the United States citizens should be worried about. In the early days of COVID, he said that. See if you can catch something similar coming out of uh, I, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. The, to your point about broader spread in Illinois, a daycare worker tested positive for monkeypox and exposed children. The FDA are allowing those kids to be vaccinated. Um, parents about to send their kids back to be back to school. Should they be worried about this now? 
Look, I don't think this is something that people need to be generally worried about. I think that probably the incidence of this infection in the broader community is still very low. So your your risk of coming into contact with monkeypox is exceedingly low outside of certain social networks where you see a higher uh-huh. case rate. But uh-huh. if we want to contain this, if we want to prevent this from becoming an endemic virus, we need to be looking more widely for it. And the worst case scenario is that we start testing more broadly and we don't find it. And that would be reassuring. But we should be doing that. We should also be testing wastewater for uh, monkeypox. That's something that CDC can turn on instantly, starting to look for monkeypox in wastewater to see if it's spreading in communities and locations, geographic locations, where right now we don't think it's spreading, but it could be. Did you catch all that? This is not something you need to be worried about, but we need to be looking at expanding the broader versions of testing, almost like they tried to do the same thing with COVID, didn't they? Sounds awful familiar. We, uh-huh. it, you shouldn't be worried about it as American populace, but we should, you know, do more testing and everything to, to be sure. Um, with more testing, you find more cases, whether or not it's really a case or not, because as we know with COVID, uh, the cycle rate was much too high. Um, instead of doing a 20 to 25 cycles, they were doing 40 to 45 cycles, which means if you have any artifacts of the virus or a virus of similar structure, it would show up as a positive. Uh, so yeah, congrats. So if you if you had been exposed to the virus and your immune system fought it off and you it didn't you know replicate in your system, uh, you could still show up as positive. Um, yeah, that that's uh, especially with the way they were testing. It was it was going into the uh, the back of your throat basically, and the virus tended to stay in that area before uh, you got infected or you know as you were fighting it off. Uh, so you could show as you were positive, even though you were not positive. Talking about immunities, um, I actually just had a housemate uh, have COVID. I don't know, two, three weeks ago. They was got off. A, they they they're done. Was that uh, a vaccinated ago, I think. housemate? That that, that is a, that is indeed. And um, uh-huh. I just want to point out that they said that um, your. Of course, this is anecdotal. Of course, but. Um, you know, you're, you're to the point of uh, immunities and if you've been previously exposed, uh, I believe I was exposed to the Delta variant and I had the Delta variant uh, back in December of, uh, what was it? It would have been 2020, I guess. Yeah, I didn't get it. So, and the other housemate had it for like a day <laughs> or, or maybe two. And the other, the, the, the one that was vaccinated still has some symptoms of coughing and that kind of stuff, but all the other symptoms are gone, like fever and all of that. So there's this definitely longer lived than those of us that weren't vaccinated. Well, all of the data actually just shows exactly that. So that's what's going to happen is people that have been, well, um, jabbed, they have a weaker immune system. I mean, the data shows that. I'm not I'm not just up here spouting off out of nowhere. All the data that we've looked at shows that to be the case. We're going to go over some numbers later on this week and the first part of next week that show even more shocking statistics about what the government has tried to cover up. Uh, but we're not going to get into that just yet. Just yet. We're going to do that later on this week. Well, Bruce, if they didn't get you with that one, they've got a new virus that is out in China now. A new virus is called the um, Langya virus or, or something like something of that nature. I'm, I'm not sure. This is according to the Chinese uh, government. It, strange how all these things, see, they keep coming from China. How's that possible? You think there might be a problem over there if that's where they're coming from? But see, what's going to happen with this one is it's very simple. This one's going to be your fault, too. It's not going to be the fault of China. It's going to be your fault, just like COVID was your fault. That's not China's fault. 
As a matter of fact, has there been word one from any Western mainstream media outlet? All the uh, <clears throat> conservative, I'm doing the, the, the air quotes here, the conservative networks too. Has there been word one about where this came from in China? Now, I'm not dismissing corrupt elements within the United States government and their involvement. I'm not dismissing that. We've got receipts to prove that. We've gone over that time and again. Or the Canadian involvement. We've got receipts to prove that one too. Or the big tech oligarchs. We've got receipts to prove that. Fauci's involvement. All the rest of it. But nonetheless, have you heard anything about China? Have you heard anything outside of the COVID news about China that's been in a negative light in any way, shape, or form in the last three years? Have you heard anything about the riots that they have over there? Have you heard anything about the lockdowns that they have over there? Have you heard anything about the current economical state of China? Other than the fact that it's it's wonderful and there's no problem and everything's great and, and China's the freest country in the world. No. See, you always hear it in a positive light because there can't be anything that is embarrassing to the Chinese government, if you want to call it that. Yet another newer and, quote, potentially fatal. This one's potentially fatal. Potentially fatal. Uh, potentially fatal virus has been discovered and it is found to have infected several people in China. This one, they, they say that this one, it transfers from humans to animals and back to humans much faster. Uh, of course, the WHO, they don't know what to do with this one yet. They haven't figured out if they need to put out a tweet that says it doesn't cause human to human transmission, just like they said with COVID. Uh, so they don't know what to do yet. They, they need to wait and see how they can run this political agenda. I think once COVID dies down enough, then they can start uh, spinning this one up. But see, there's something interesting about this one. There's something very interesting about this. The Taiwan Center for Disease Control has announced that 35 people, 35 people have been confirmed to have been infected with the Langya Hanipa virus. I'm going to go with that. Hanipa virus. Yeah. Which that's what they're calling the Langya virus. Uh-huh. That's the scientific name. Yeah. Uh, which was the first discovered in 2018. But for some reason, it's just now been discovered, as in like a majority of people. It's, it's just now been discovered. Uh, the Taipei CDC. I, I have to point this out real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, go sorry. On. The name of that is just, to my immature self, um, I can't help but think of uh, Ligma. Okay, clue me in because I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's uh, not exactly appropriate. If um, oh okay, if, if All those right. of you know the the joke ligma, you you just understood what I'm getting at. But okay, uh, you're speaking not Greek not for so the uh, the Taipei CDC has issued a quote precautionary alert regarding this new virus, uh, which advises residents to quote closely monitor new information regarding the virus. Cases were discovered so far on the Chinese mainland in the provinces of Shandong and Henan through throat samples. Huh. It's almost like it's similar to COVID, but not quite. Why the were same. they looking for in it? Why were they doing that testing for that specifically? Because keep in mind, these tests they're doing for COVID, it's not like you can do the test and then go, oh, hey, we also found cancer. We also found uh, you have the flu or no, they're looking specifically for a set genetic code. It, it, it is very uh, narrow in its scope. Uh, so they're not going to find this uh, Langya virus. They're not going to find it trying to swab for COVID. So that means they were specifically using these PCR tests to find that specific virus. Uh-huh. And they're using uh, nucleic acid tests to um, determine 
whether or not a person is infected. Symptoms have been mild in patients so far with mostly flu-like symptoms. We were going over the percentages of some of the cases yesterday. 35 infected people have been uh, have been found to have so far be infected, uh, and they've not been around each other. There have been no deaths reported that are associated with the virus, but I thought it was more deadly. I, I thought it. I thought it was more fatal. Isn't that what they said? Uh, Deputy Director of the Taiwan CDC said that there has been testing done in animals, which found that nearly two percent of goats and five percent of dogs and other domestic animals have been found to have been infected with Langya after a uh, thorough serological survey. Further testing found that it was seventy-one out of 262 uh, that were tested. So 26 people that have been infected had the following symptoms, fever, exhaustion, cough, appetite loss, muscle discomfort, nausea, headaches, and vomiting. Testing showed a reduction in white blood cells in more severe cases, in addition to liver failure, renal failure, and low platelet count. Again, that's remdesivir, basically. The WHO, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Gates Foundation, has previously classified the virus in the Hennepa virus, whatever it is. Hen- yeah, Hennepa virus. Uh, anything in that family as a, quote, biosafety level four virus. Huh. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, is that another P4 lab where they were doing that work? Possibly, maybe, kind of like the Wuhan Institute of Virology, maybe, which means that fatality rates can range from 40 to 75 percent of infected cases. It sounds like they're setting us up for yet another one. It sounds like COVID. It sounds like we're going to have six million dead by July. Yeah. Where's Neil Ferguson? Somebody bring on Neil Ferguson at the Imperial College of London, please. I need I need the figures of of 30 million dead if we do nothing. That's what I need. I I need to see. I need Mr. Armageddon. Somebody get me Mr. Armageddon. Wouldn't you know it? It just so happens. And I'm sure that this is just a coincidence. Bruce, when did we start seeing mRNA vaccines? We've had those for years, right? We've been using those. We've been administering those for for. Well, actually, now it has been years. We've been administering those for for decades, right? Not just recently with COVID or, or am I wrong? Um, just recently with COVID. Just recently with COVID. Huh. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that, again, I'm sure that this is just a coincidence because now with this, whatever uh, Dr. Mike Yaden was talking about, where you, you literally just, you sequence a virus, you hit the alt print key and out pop a billion doses and you don't need to have FDA approval. You don't need any kind of European Medical Association approval straight into people. No more clinical trials, nothing. We're just going to go straight into people. Does that not resonate with just how dangerous that is? It just so happens that Fauci, this this garden gnome, this, this little troll, this little weasel that's been around since the Trump administration. Well, actually, he, he became prominent during the Trump administration. This guy, the one that's according to The Guardian, who is the sexiest man alive. This one, the guy that has glazed plates and candles of himself in his office behind him, just so happens that he's been funding and they have a Hanepa virus vaccine that's using mRNA technology that is ready to go. They just so happen to have it. Boy, and it's a good thing, too. It's a good thing because, you see, there's this virus outbreak that Gates said in 2018 because he's an epidemiologist now. Gates said in 2018 that they needed to be developing a Hennepa virus vaccine. For what? Why has that not been a problem until now? It was first discovered in 2018 when he wrote about it. And now it's like right on time. It's here, right on time. And I asked this question last week. Why is it when that guy comes out and makes a statement about something, it later happens? It's not like he's some kind of prophet. It's to give his sorry ass plausible deniability for when it does happen. Do you find it rather convenient that this guy's all over these TED Talk things? He does these TED Talks like what is it once a year or something like that? He does these TED Talk things 
And he said back in, what was it, 2010? I, I mean, we've got the clip. I'm not going to play it because it goes on and on. The guy is literally talking about reducing the world population through the use of vaccinations. I've said it before. I will say it again. The only way that you can reduce the world's population through the use of vaccinations, because he was talking about going to zero, right? One of these numbers has got to go to zero. The only way that you can reduce the world population by, what did he say, 10 or 15 percent? which I think they're going to go further than that because I think they've already hit those numbers. The only way you can do that through use of a vaccination are two things, sterilization or euthanization. There's no third option. If there is, and it is eluding me, then I'm welcome to entertain that, whatever that might be. But I'm pretty sure there's not an, a third option here. I could be wrong. I can't think of a third option. I mean, if the if the listener can come up with the third option, then, you know, send us an email or something. Yeah, but no, no. And just so happens that this guy says that we're going to need a pandemic response team at the international level. We're going to have to have that. Uh, and by the way, we need to create this um, uh, this team that's going to war game these virus outbreaks because that's going to happen in the future. Well, why is that going to happen in the future? Why has that not been a problem until now? Let me tell you what happened. Back in 2000 and what was it, Bruce, when they started all this? Was it 2018? 2000? Uh, no. Was it the pause? When did that pause happen? Was it two, 2018? When they paused it, the gain uh, of function? It was, it, it happened during the Obamas when the pause right. happened. And then uh, Trump, uh, under Trump, they restarted it. Now, uh -huh. it wasn't Trump that restarted it, but it was Fauci that restarted it without any approval uh, mm -hmm. to restart it. Uh, but yeah, I believe it was 2018 is when they, uh -huh. they canceled that. or Okay, it. so tw 2018, they paused the gain of function research. Why did they pause that gain of function research? Because they went as far as they could with it in the United States. Because any further in the United States with that kind of work, or any Western nation for that matter, any NATO country, Canada, the United States, Germany, the Netherlands, the UK, France, any of these countries where they've got these labs, the, these P4 uh, labs, any of these countries, if you would have done more work that they were trying to do, then they would have all gone to prison. So, of course, they had to put a pause on it. You had, a, I, and I heard this earlier this week from a, a trusted source. I trust the person that said this. You had people within the scientific community that said, we need to stop this gain of function work. We've got to stop this. We can't go any further. Like this, we're, we're literally weaponizing viruses. We have to stop. That's what was going on. And then you've got Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, who started the gain of function hearings in the Senate was Senator Josh Hawley. We played the clips last week or earlier this week saying, look, there's a committee here that's buried within within this gain of function, whatever's going on here. And they've already approved over a thousand projects and they're already working on three. And we don't know who these people are. This is all top secret. Uh, a quick clarification. There was a thousand projects and only three of them were authorized. Like three they've only authorized. not. OK. okay authorized but they they so they're supposed to go in and audit those or you know to look into the research and they only did it to three fair enough so what does that mean i surmised and it's it's just speculation on my part but until we can find out more but just looking at everything on the surface just looking at all the paper trails that we've got everything that we can see before us that's provable the only thing that i can surmise is they're working or they were working or they still are working on a classified biological weapons program of some kind that's illegal. If you read the Biological Weapons Convention written by Dr. Francis Boyle, he wrote a book on it. 
All countries signed on to that. What happened in 2018? Why did the people in the Obama administration even say, what on earth are we giving this to the Chinese for? Why are we giving gain of function? The, the Chinese, they couldn't develop that. They were like 30 years away from that. They could do virus work. Yes, they were to that point. But they didn't have the ability to do gain of function. They didn't have weaponization. They weren't able to do that. So how did they get it? Well, it's quite simple. We gave it to them. All the receipts point to that. We gave it to them. Why did we give it to them after 2018? Well, if you go based on what was happening, as in they were working on gain of function in the United States, they were working on weaponization in the United States, which they would have gone to prison for because you couldn't have kept everybody quiet. Somebody would have squealed. If you've got a biological weapons program that you're working on out in the open in America, somebody's going to squeal because somebody's going to have some ethics and morals somewhere. They wouldn't have been able to keep a lid on it. So what did they do? They moved it to a country that is outside of international jurisdiction. They moved it to China so they could do their dirt in those labs over there. So 2018, you're writing a paper if you're Bill Gates, you're writing an editorial, an op-ed, a, a blog, but whatever in the hell it is you're doing, you're writing back then about a Hinepa virus and how you need a vaccine for that. You need to be rapidly developing a vaccine for it. And by God, one just happens to pop up in China. This guy's not a prophet, as I said. He doesn't have a crystal ball. If the World Health Organization, and believe me, I'm no fan of them and neither should you be, but if the World Health Organization classifies a Hinepa virus family as a biosafety level four, that probably means that that's the kind of work that they were doing in another P4 lab over there. That would be my guess. And if they're saying that they found it in, uh, in dogs or in goats or whatever, well, the Chinese don't exactly have the most ethical way of doing things. And so they'll test on something and then throw them back into the wild. And God only knows what's going to happen then. Or one of their staffers get bitten or urinated upon, get infected. They go out, you know, into the populace greater and spread it that way as well. So, uh -huh. yeah, that's also a possibility. Uh-huh. So my question is this. We're seeing it now. Now, I'm not saying this is going to uh, spin up into something bigger. I'm not saying that. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. The last one they tried to spin out of spin up out of China, that was a dud. Uh, the H10N5 or whatever it was, that, that one had tried. Yeah, they tried to do something with that and it didn't go anywhere. Maybe this one will be the same. I don't know. But if they run with it, if they run with it, because all the things uh, like all the precursors are the same here. All the precursors are the same. They're already starting with it. Potentially fatal. All the buzzwords are going potentially fatal, uh, flu-like symptoms, human-to-human -human transmission. All, all the buzzwords are the same. Testing. Where, where's lockdown, right? That's the only thing we're missing out of this is, is possible lockdown. Social contacts, uh, contact tracing. All the buzzwords are there. Everything's there. Biosafety level four, 40 to 75 percent fatality rates. Everything is exactly the same. And they just happen to have a brand new mRNA vaccine ready for you. They just happen to have it. No, I don't think I'm going to play this game either. Sorry. We've got too many other things to do. But uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe they should tell you exactly what's going on in China and why these supposed outbreaks keep coming from there. How about the mainstream media actually does their job for a single day? Do your job for one day. Do you know why we sit up here? We sit up here because they won't do their job. If they did their job, people like us would be unnecessary. And I'm not saying we are necessary. We're here because we actually give a damn. Not like those hacks you see on your television. But the problem is, 
is that if you say something on television, you're not going to be on television much longer. <laughs> you're going to get thrown off. I mean, Tucker Carlson, he says a lot of good stuff. He does. His monologues are, are second to none. They are they're great. Uh, his program that he does in the mid-afternoons or whenever it is or in the mornings or something, that's a great program. But what is it that you don't hear out of Fox News if you're still watching Fox News for some unknown reason? What is it you don't hear out of Fox News in the United States? You don't hear... Anything that kicks in the pharmaceutical company's teeth, do you? No, you don't. You hear well, about except some... for what Tucker says. I mean, Tucker except... will do it, but Tucker's to an extent, uh, kind of to an extent. He's kind of immune to it, to it uh, a bit because he's the biggest show on Fox, so they kind of have to like let him do his thing because uh, they can't get rid of him at this point. Uh, that would essentially, if they got rid of Tucker, that would be the end of Fox News. That's basically what it is right now. That is true. But the reason that they don't is because the pharma companies still pay the bills there, largely. Not all, but largely. And if you don't believe that, tune into one of those networks. I don't care which one, right? They're all the same. All the formats are the same. I don't, I don't care. Tune into MSNBC, NBC News, Fox News, CBS, ABC, any of those, any of the alphabets. Tune into those and watch the commercials. Watch the advertising and tell me if it's not brought to you by Pfizer. I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Or AstraZeneca or uh, Glasgow Smith-Klein or, or one of these, uh, uh, Merck. I, I don't know. Just any any of these. Just pick one. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's you got anything on the on the virus thing. They're going to try and spin this one up and hit us with this one. But I, I'm yeah, I'm not interested. This is another engineered virus that uh, was released into the populace. Whether it was accidental or intentional, we don't know yet. Uh, again, that's prescribing motive, and we don't really know for sure. But my prediction is uh, this was intentionally released again. I, I think they're testing to see which... Um, uh, at this point, I honestly don't know anymore. With, with the way China... The, the problems China's having over there, uh, they, they have some uprisings that are happening. Uh, the economy's collapsing. Um they have to do something. So what's a, one of the ways to enact control? Well, let's release a virus that's going to kill a bunch of people that isn't actually going to kill a bunch of people, but we're going to say it's going to kill a bunch of people. And then we're going to come in and be the saviors. So then it it, it gains us brownie points. Again, it's the idea of we cause the problem, you react to the problem, we present you with the solution. Same thing. China's doing the same thing to their own people. Uh, the, the problem is, is this is going to get out to the rest of the world greater. Uh, we just happen to uh, hear about this uh, in the mainstream sooner than I think was intended. I kind of feel like this was was supposed to to fester in China a bit and then get released kind of, you know, because, again, hitting up the uh, uh, Lunar New Year, you know, hitting up the, the, the whole, you know, celebration times and, and spreading it around the world like they did with COVID. But at the same time, the left here, they need something else because we have elections coming up. So they need something to, to lock down again, to validate having these mail-in ballots and everything, which some of your states have actually uh, said, oh, no, 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 it, it's legal. Even though the legislator, legislature wasn't the one that proposed these ideas and passed them. It was an executive order. No, no, it's still, it's legal. It's fine. It's fine. Um, even though it violates your state's constitution and the constitution of the U.S., but that, you know, whatever. Um, unless you in those states uh, don't stand up and start roasting your governor, um, I, I mean, nothing's going to change. Um, so, 
You make it sound like we're run by a bunch of fake conservatives. <laughs> it's not like we it's not like we talked about that yesterday or anything. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Marty about that today, just a little bit on the phone. And I, I said, you and I laid into the uh, the conservative movement in the US yesterday pretty hard. And he says, well, tell me about it. And then I did at the end. He's like, OK, I got to go listen to this. It's the same problem. And he's it's the same problem in the UK to a great extent. Uh, not quite the uh, not quite the, the the shows like the, uh, the the side shows that you see in the US, not quite to that level. But nonetheless, it's, it's pretty similar. But he's been talking about that problem here for the last uh, three, almost four years now is is we're dealing with a group of just mass produced people that come out of the universities and they're presented to us and we're told this is who you need to vote for. Uh, this is a good person. Uh, this is the one that's going to fix this. So go out and, and support them. That's what we're told. That's what we're presented with. And I said yesterday about Congressman Gates, I said the guy looks like a used car salesman. Like, why is he there? He's got rhetoric. Of course, he's got rhetoric. All politicians have rhetoric. But like, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. What is he just like supposed to be this face like him and him and Marjorie Taylor Greene? Because it's always those two, if you notice. Is it just supposed to be that like they're, they're the ones that are presented as the front people for this uh, this Turning Point USA stuff? Like that's that's what they push out there. And Bruce, you and I were going over some of the ads of this uh, of this whatever this thing. And like they're throwing like uh, country rock hip hop concerts at these things now. Like all these whatever, like like these uh, tattooed, bearded up people are, are out there. Like, what are we actually doing? You know, I, I remember I remember when Trump first ran the first time around and I looked at the RNC, the Republican National Convention, like w- when they went to the convention and the first night, I mean, Trump didn't come out until the, the, the very end, I, I remember. But the first night they had rented like this big arena and, you know, just like the Democrats do. They, they rented this big arena. They've got the big screens and they've got the streamers, you know, the red, white, and blue streamers, the American flags hanging all over the place, confetti cannons, laser lights, like I was talking about yesterday. They've got all that stuff. And the first six hours of the RNC in 2016, the first six hours of it, or 2015, whenever it was, was nothing but like music performances. And I'm sitting there and, and I'm like, I, I'm scratching my head, right? I, I'm, I'm genuinely at that time, at that time, because, you know, the whole Trump make America great again. Hey, you know, we're going to do all this. We're going to change all this. And man, oh, man, was I all about that. All right, fine. Drain the swamp, blah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, hey, it's time to get rid of these people. Everybody was on board with that. And then you see that Trump is just wiping out the field in the straw polls across the country. He, he's just he's he's annihilating everybody. The media is going crazy because this is actually going on. And then it gets down to the point where Oh, um, he's not going to accept the nomination at the RNC. He's going to refuse because then, you know, it was supposed to be Ted Cruz and the Texas delegation stood up and said, you know, oh, yeah, roll call vote, all that stuff. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. A lot of people forget all this. But I remember at the time I'm sitting there thinking to myself, we're in a lot of trouble as in America. I mean, I'm outside looking in, you know, jumping back and forth across the Atlantic. And I'm thinking to myself, we're in a lot of trouble this is something that we've got to do. We've got to take on this scum and these bureaucracies and these alphabet agencies because it's just grown into this monstrosity that's now being turned against we the people. It's got to be dealt with. And when you've got a guy that comes along who's an outsider and says, we're going to drain this swamp, we're going to go in there, we're going to flip the table over, and we're going to start knocking some heads. Okay, you got me. You got me. Let's do it. The first six hours of the RNC were music performances. 
people in in Uncle Sam outfits, red, white, and blue top hats and and bow ties and everything else. And I am screaming at my television at the time. I was in an apart I was living in an apartment building at the time. I'm screaming at my television, you idiots. The country is going down in flames. And you're up there playing a saxophone or picking a guitar on a stage in front of a bunch of fog machines. This idea that we buy into this, how do I even put it? We, we buy into this, this reality show of, of politics. It's a presidential reality show, if you haven't figured that out by now. Th- this whole concept of uh, what you mentioned yesterday, Bruce, of the people that I talked to, this is back even when Mitt Romney was running. People said, oh, well, he looks presidential. What does that even mean? He looks presidential. We're voting for somebody because they look presidential. We shouldn't be voting on somebody based on how they look. That's ridiculous. You combine that with this silliness of these stage performances. I mean, like I I was talking about this, um, this latest event that Trump was just at. Uh, what was it called? The Student Action Summit. This, this latest thing that he was at. This is a, a, another one of these turning point things of the so-called conservative movement. This is the same organization that a few months ago, they were up there on stage with strippers in air cannons, blasting out a million dollars in cash into the crowd and throwing out free energy drinks. So let me get this straight. Um, You're blasting out a million dollars in cash and then you're turning around and you're selling t-shirts out in the lobby that says socialism sucks? When you're literally promoting socialism on the stage by giving out free cash? How is this conservatism? This is show business, is what this is. So on one hand, how, how do you get people in that are attached to YouTube, that are attached to uh, live streaming? How, how do you get their interest in, in your policies? In your it's So on one hand, yeah. uh, it, it's about marketing, exactly. But on the other hand... They think you're stupid. That, that's what it boils down to, is they think you're stupid. They detest us. I mean, there's a few Republicans that actually care about the Republican, the, the people, not just Republicans, but Americans in general. Trump, I think, was one of them. He did care about the American people, but they largely don't care about us. They largely don't. Um, they, they don't think we're smart. They, they don't think their policies. This is the problem. When, when you argue policies, Republicans win. When you argue based on charisma and show, Democrats win. So stop doing the stop trying to do the charisma thing. Just go out there and talk our policies and then don't just talk it. Do it. Show us where you're doing the policies. That's what we should have been doing this entire time. But uh, then we get politicians in. For some reason, we keep electing uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham. Uh, we, We keep getting these kind of individuals in office that don't care about us. They really don't. They despise us. They, they, they hate us. They're only there for their own benefit. But because of yesterday, uh, well, technically the day before yesterday, uh, because of that, uh, Ted Cruz, I- I'm sorry, as much as I like you, as much as your principles and policies are great, you're too much of a nice guy for what we need right now. That, that's done. Being nice is over. There is no more being nice. I'm sorry. You're a Marxist. You're a communist. You're an enemy. There is, it's no longer you're an American and we disagree. You are now an enemy. We have to change our thinking because of what happened uh, with that raid. Um, you don't raid a sitting president by, uh, or a, a past president. Uh, I, I should also uh, mention, I, I forgot to mention this. Those documents that were uh, confiscated by the FBI, those documents were uh, declassified before Trump was out of office. 
He went and de declassified a whole bunch of stuff. Those files were part of it. And uh, the Library of Congress has been requesting those files. And he's been, as they request the files, he sends the files over. So as they request for the file, he sends it. Um, that's what the FBI went in and, and confiscated was those. They were complying with uh, the appropriate government uh, departments, and the FBI just went in and confiscated it. Now, I don't think the FBI was actually there to confiscate that. I think they were there because they couldn't get uh, warrants for the January 6th stuff. They couldn't. So they're going in and they're just confiscating everything while he wasn't there, by the way. And uh, his lawyers were also not allowed to look through uh, the files to make sure they were only confiscating uh, the top secret files that they were saying they were confiscating. So... Yeah, there's there's no there's no custody there. There's no no validation. They could be planting evidence and trying to uh, basically um, frame him. And we, we have no no proof of uh, yes or no. Uh, but that to say, uh, going back to my previous point, uh, Ted Cruz, those types are too nice. Yes, you, you you're right on the policies. Yes, you might have the data and burn politicians, but it's it, we can't do that anymore. We can't just simply, well, I, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to hurt. No, I, I, no. The, the time of no longer offending those on the left is done. They're, they're done. We have to start using the same tactics that they use. I, I understand we're supposed to be better than that. We're supposed to be above it. But uh, look at what's happened since we, we play by the rules every single time. And what happens? What happens? We always get shot in the foot. It always shoots us in the foot for doing that. Democrats don't care about the rules. So stop playing by the rules or or at least go to the very edges of the rules that we can and push the envelope as hard as we can. I don't know. Start throwing out these uh, these um, you know, people that have been in there for for years that haven't been uh, elected. Let's start there. Let's get rid of them. The bureaucrats. Uh, let's start closing down these departments. Day one. What I want to see day one when we get our politicians in office, if we retake the House or the Senate, here's what I want to see. I want to see the government completely shut down, completely shut down until this is solved. Sorry, it was another one of those things where I had to stop laughing before I spoke. <laughs> yeah, just cut funding. Just completely cut funding until this is solved. Uh, do it. I, I don't care what kind of names you get called. We're, you know we're in crisis mode. Yeah, you know they're not going to do that. That's what we would do. Of course, that's what we would do. I would do the uh, the Schedule F that is still on the books that Trump put through when he was in there that hasn't been rescinded, which allows us to remove the job security for government workers. Take the state of California, for example, just the state of California. No other state. Here's a state that's over $2 trillion in debt in and of itself, okay? They have 987,000 government employees in the state of California. How on earth do you have that many government employees and you're running a $2 trillion deficit and we shouldn't be getting rid of government employees? Are you kidding me? That is just one state. You know, you said a multitude of things there, and I really, I don't even know where to start. But, um, okay, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, Ted, the Ted Cruz types, he's got some good stuff to say in like, uh, the, in his Senate committees and stuff. He does a great job with that. He actually turned down the Supreme Court nomination that Trump was going to give him because he said, look, I can do more damage. You know, I can be more effective as a senator. And that's true. That's true. He can be more effective as a senator, I believe. Uh, and possibly the governor of Texas at some point, if that's what he wants to do. I still think that he would be a better senator. Um, than, I, I than a think governor. he would be a better senator as well. Yeah. 
and to, to kind of couch what I said a little bit, just to kind of tone it down a bit, we could still use a Ted Cruz in office. He could be, you know, writing the policies or something, but we need fighters in there. We need people that are going to stand up and, and fight against this. Um, not just simply do, um, you know, investigations and those kind of things. No, I'm, I'm sorry, or hearings. You, you need to have grand juries. We need to start putting people on trial. They, like, we have to start going after people now. No, I, I agree. I agree. And the uh, the questions that he brings up in his committees when he has those committee hearings, uh, like when he was talking to the uh, the FBI director, uh, the assistant director, uh, Sandberg, and he said, um, were any federal agents actively involved in the events that happened on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. <laughs> and he basically, of course, of course, you knew. And he went on the whole, you know, the whole Ray Epps thing. And, and at the end of it, he basically proved that she was just a lying buffoon uh, is all it was. That kind of stuff needs to happen. He needs to be and, and others like him, like Senator Rand Paul and, and Holly and all these guys. They need to be exposing the buffoonery that goes on in these agencies like that. That needs to be shown to the American yeah. people. They should be holding over their heads saying either you tell us because we're the ones that are in control of you or you're fired. And that should be it. Like they come in and say, well, we can't talk about that. OK, see you later. Sorry. Pack your get a box and pack it. You're done. Yeah, I believe that I said something similar to that. I said, you know what? I would have the IRS padlocked as in if I were the president of the United States, you better believe Schedule F would be in full swing. And I'm talking Thor's hammer full swing here. OK, I mean, full swing as in you're not getting until the end of the day. Here's your pink slip. Grab a box in the corner. Pack your desk up. You're out of here and don't come back after lunch. You're done. You're done. Period. The IRS. We're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents, right? They've got 5 million rounds of ammunition. The IRS, the International Robert. Sorry, I always get that wrong. The Internal Revenue Service. Why do they have 5 million rounds of ammunition when they're trying to take away your gun ownership in America? Ask yourself that question. They bought an additional 793,000 rounds this year alone. Well, let's head on over to the IRS's website, shall we? Let's take a look at these 87,000 new agents that they're going to be hiring. Of course, we can't hire 87,000 new border police, can we? No, border guards, uh, you know, immigration and customs, enforcement. we can't hire any of those. We can't hire 87,000 new border patrol. No, no, we can't do that. We can't hire 87,000 workers to finish that wall. You know, by the way, that wall was only going to cost $5 billion. And how many billions have we sent over to Ukraine? It's more than double that. Just with this last bill, we sent over another $5.5 billion. Uh-huh. I, you see, I thought it wasn't in the budget. It couldn't be done. That's what I thought. That's what I heard. That's what they said many times. Anyway, I'm glossing over the fact here. Let's go look at what kind of people they're going to be hiring at the IRS. Okay, this is already on their website. You can go and take a look at this. This is what is expected. You go to irs.gov and you look at their employee section. This is what is expected of their employees. Okay, Bruce, you haven't heard this yet. Well, you heard one of them. I, I stopped myself because of just how great it was. These are to be considered your job responsibilities at the Internal Revenue Service. Okay, now mind you, they're hiring an additional 87,000 of these. Bruce, what's the major college you have there in Oklahoma? The Sooners, what, what is that? What is that? Uh, yeah, we have OSU and OU. Both, OS, so. Okay, all right, uh, OU, so that's the Sooners, right? Yeah, just to give you an idea, that stadium holds 81,000. They're hiring more than that. The O2 Arena in London holds 20,000, if that gives you an idea. Yeah, uh, why exactly are we hiring more IRS that are going to ensure you pay your taxes 
versus, as you said, instead of hiring more border patrols so we can make sure our uh, borders are secure and we don't have fentanyl coming across or sex trafficking or, you know, illegal drugs, weapons, those kind of things. I don't know. Ask the ask the mayor of New York <laughs> or the mayor of D.C. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Anyway, so let's take a look at what these IRS agents are responsible for, shall we? There are five bullet points that are to be considered your duties as an IRS agent. You are to adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. Okay, that one, that's pretty broad. You usually see that in just about every job that's out there, right? Any kind of job you serve in, whether it's a government job, state job, uh, you know, private sector job, whatever. Yes, you want the highest standards of conduct, maintaining honesty and all that stuff. Yeah, right. Sure. That's a broad statement. Okay, fine. So we can kind of dismiss that one. Number two, work a minimum of 50 hours per week, which may include irregular hours and be on call 24-7, including holidays and weekends. I've known some government employees in my time. Just a few, okay? Quite a few, actually. And I can't tell you a single one of them who have ever worked more than 40. That's the first thing. As in, hell, most of them don't even work 40. They'll be lucky if they get it past lunch. May include irregular hours. I've never heard a government employee say, you know what, I got to work uh, tomorrow on Saturday and on Sunday. I'm sorry. No, no. They're off. No. Yeah. You're the it's one usually that's usually working. Yeah, you're the one that's yeah. usually working, and they're asking you to go out and do something, and you can't because you have to work. Yeah, it's usually... Um uh, as a private, uh, you know, private business individual, you're like, wait, aren't you supposed to be at work today? Um, uh, you know, th don't you work? Oh, no, no, we're off today. Yeah, it's office holiday. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And be on call 24 seven. Again, I've never heard of a government employee taking a call on their day off. Never seen that happen, at least not in my personal experience. Have you? Did they list what those 87,000 were jobs were, by the way? I, these I heard are just rumor new, that those were these are just new agents. That's all I know. I heard rumor that they were the enforcement arm of the IRS is oh. who they hired. Well, it's entirely possible. Let's just go on down this list, shall we? Uh, including holidays and weekends. Yeah, there's no government employee at all that's working holidays and weekends, I can assure you. Why do you think these government buildings are closed on holidays and weekends? They're off. You're going to work. That's usually how it goes. Okay, number three, maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. This is an organization that collects taxes, okay? That's their responsibility. They're paper pushers. That's all they are. Kind of sounds like a military requirement there. Just a uh, little not bit, a doesn't it? Paper yeah, pusher. Yeah, or, or maybe a law enforcement officer or something. But, you know, I, I'm not making a jab at cops here. I'm just not doing it. But, man, I've seen some cops. Boy, they have got a gut on them. I don't know how they make it past the physical fitness test, some of them. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Kentucky or Tennessee? One of them, we, we watched uh, an altercation and the cop was uh, easily four or 500 pounds. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. What life-threatening situations are you going to be in as an IRS agent? What life-threatening situation on the job? What life-threatening situations are you going to be in? You shouldn't be in any. Number four. This maybe is where 9-11, maybe 9-11, yeah, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or January 6th, maybe January 6th. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Number four, this is where it gets good. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. This is from the IRS's website. OK, uh, so just just to recap, they want to use deadly force when you 
the peasant, you're not even allowed to have a firearm. And they have five million rounds of ammunition in stock. I, I just did a quick, uh, quick calculation that that is two magazines of 30 rounds per officer that 87,000 uh-huh. just hired. Well, they're going to need more then, apparently. I mean, you're going to need more than that. That's not enough. Clearly, that's not enough. Well, most of what they're buying is hollow point, which means nine uh, millimeter or 45. So that means. OK. All right. Yeah. Couple of things on that. Couple of things on that hollow point. That's interesting. Hollow point. Okay. Two things. First and foremost, you don't train with hollow point ammunition. That's the first thing. The second thing, and this is the most disturbing, I think, of all of it. Hollow point ammunition is illegal under the Geneva Convention. Think about that. In a military use. It's okay for them to use it on the populace, but oh. you can't use it militarily. Oh, well, okay. Um, explain to me the difference here. I'm, I'm just asking because they do have fully automatic weapons. That was part of the purchase order. Number five, be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants and other dangerous assignments. These are tax collectors. I'm, I'm sorry, IRS, you don't have the uh, authority to do any of those things. No, you don't. Um, sorry. You don't have the authority to arrest him, but you're not law enforcement officers. The the EPA, why does the EPA have firearms that they carry? They're not law enforcement officers. They never have been. I'll tell you what actually happened or what's about to happen. I, did, I shouldn't say what's what has happened, what's about to happen. The U.S. Supreme Court is about to overturn this CO2 emissions bullshit that they cooked all this climate change stuff up on that's going to start banning things in the United States. They're about to overturn the EPA's jurisdiction and being able to enforce that. That's what's about to happen. I, I was just reminded that uh, we had someone from, what, what was it? The uh, There was a federal agent, I forget which branch they were with, uh, but they went around and were asking to see your guns. The yeah, guy they, called the local law enforcement and uh, the cops came in and arrested this guy. And the altercation oh, yeah. was absolutely hilarious. And I yeah, need to yeah, find yeah. the video. Give me a second. It was, second. it was really hilarious Give me the, the full video even when they were putting him into the cruiser when they put him into the cruiser it was even more hilarious because he he did the typical uh i can't breathe thing <laughs> yeah this happened it's interesting you bring this up because this happened in columbus ohio this is my home state of ohio you know i've worked with columbus cops before and they're they're great people but this honestly they um they handled this correctly the the columbus police officers they, they handled this by the book This is exactly what should have happened. They made no mistakes here. None. The only person that made a mistake here was this buffoon. Yeah, this buffoon that's uh, that's a Fed here. He's the only one that made the mistake. Nine one seven one ten three. I'm a federal agent. Get on the ground. Ten three. I'm a federal agent. All right, listen. Why wouldn't you show me your ID when I got here? Don't move forward. forward. You didn't ask for it. Get on the ground. We'll figure it out. Not getting on the ground. Well, then stay where you're at. I'll stay where I'm at. Fine. Why do you got to make this harder than it is? Listen, I'm not getting on the ground. I have no, I have no problem making this. Yes, one CJ You're the one overreacting. I'm not overreacting. We got a call that someone's impersonating a police officer out here and doesn't have ID. No kidding, because she doesn't want to open it. Okay, get on the ground so I can find out who you are. It ain't happening. Okay, fine. Fine. Do you find I think I'm a police officer or something? What the heck's the matter with you? Who do you think you are? Chopper, get on the ground. I'm not getting out of Chopper, thanks. I'm not getting out of I'm pulling up. I got my ID. Do not reach for your waist. Keep your hands up. Dude, why would I have an Olay shit? Get your hands up. Hey, 
Get on the ground. Face down now. Now. Face down. You guys are making a big mistake. You are the one making a mistake. Face down. It's not them making a mistake. They're by the book. Always. You got my IDs right here, left pocket. What a buffoon. Now, we're going to put your arm on your back. Right this is how you Do get shot. Resist. I'm not yeah. resisting. You're acting like a no, moron. Wait a second. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. No, don't do this. Wait a second. I got a medical condition. Get my license <laughs> out of my pocket. We're getting you secured for us. Please, please, wait. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. I'm hyperventilating. I don't Sir, I'm, I'm not. Stop resisting. Would you now. please get my ID out of my left pocket? Stop I'm resisting you. My, my wife, please. Stop. Right here. Please get it. I got one cuff on. Get your Stop. Hold me up. Sir. Stop resisting now. Please help me. Sir, please. Yo, get, my, your taser my taser. get your taser out. My taser. Get your taser out, Bill. No, don't do that, please. Don't make me tase you. Put your right arm behind your back. Put your right arm behind your back. No, you're going to stand on the ground and put the right arm behind your back. Let me breathe. Let me breathe. You can I'm breathe. Gonna, it's fine. I'm going to. Ow, ow, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Rolling. Took the mag out. My God. All he had to do was just comply. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Sir, yeah. I'm not trying to be ashamed of myself. I just wish you'd say, let me see. Get in the car. Get in the car. Sir, please. Yeah. I just stuffed him in the back of the cruiser and said, shut just up. Just get in the car. They attempt Why to. would you make us do this? I didn't want you to. I wanted to. Wait. No, you knew what sir, you were sir, doing. Sir, sir, calm down. Relax. Hold sir. It. Hey, guys, please. Just talk to me for one second, please. Get in the car. No, we'll wait. talk later. Sir. Wait, wait, You wait. had your chance. No, I was trying to give you my creds. You no, didn't let me show them to you. never once tried. I did. Get wait, in the car. Oh, whimpering wait, little now. punk. Have a seat. Wait, wait I got to breathe. Okay, you can let me breathe. He's got to breathe. Shut up. We're going to get air tea. Get your legs in. Get your legs in. We're closing this door. Sir. Get your legs in. I need air. Sir, please, call an ambulance. I'm asking for an ambulance. You got a medic coming. Get in the car. Sir, I don't need the medic. The, the taser didn't bother You just said call an ambulance. You don't I, I, yeah, no, you don't want one. Get wait, in the car. In the car. Get sir, all the way in. I'll go around. I'll go around. Wait, sir. If you got double cars close, keep them coming. Wait, how did this happen? Okay, okay, okay. You're an idiot. For crying out loud, you're a cop. You're not an ass. No, wait, I can't. You? You're f***ing my head up! The seatbelt's in place! Please! Why would you act like this? I didn't act anyway! Please, sir! If you are a real police officer, you ought to be ashamed of yourself! I was trying to That's give you right. Okay, so here's an example of a complete buffoon who thinks, I'm a fed, I can do whatever in the hell I damn please, and you're a little local police officer, and you can't tell me anything. You have to bow to my uh, authority. And, uh, you know, just a reminder to the listener, uh, the feds are under local law enforcement and the sheriffs. Uh, the sheriffs have more authority than a fed. If a fed comes in and says, uh, you know, we got a warrant, uh, blah, 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 uh, the sheriff can go, yeah, no, you don't. See you later. And the feds have to oblige. They have to leave. The police officers, the Columbus police officers, the CPD officers, they were in the right 100% on that. They did exactly as they were instructed to do. And at the end there where he says, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, he should. He should be ashamed of himself. On top of that, like all he had to do, and, and you know what? I understand. I, I understand the conflict that's going there. But when he first started, like when the confrontation first started and he says, look, why would I have an Oleg form? 
if I'm not a cop. And that's true. That is, that's what they have access to, uh, which is the criminal database in, in the state of Ohio. I, I know what that is. But that doesn't mean anything. You can buy that those on the black market. Yeah. You can buy a, a rap sheet on the black market. You can. Believe me, it exists. Yeah. But he should have just like he should hands up. Yeah. Hands like, up. Look, turned I got around. My ID right here. Uh, you know, uh, if you let yeah, me he should get my ID, I'll do exactly. it or whatever. Exactly. You know? He, he should have just complied. complied. They are supposed to comply. All federal officers, any law enforcement officer, I shouldn't even say federal, any law enforcement officer that is involved in an altercation with another law enforcement officer, you are instructed to comply until you can get on the other side of it and you can get things worked out. And it usually comes down to this. If this guy would have complied, I can tell you exactly how this would have gone. If this guy would have complied, they wouldn't have even put him in the car. They would have cuffed him. Sure. They would have cuffed him, but they would have reached into his pocket. They would have looked at his credentials. And if he would have calmly explained what he was doing there, who his supervisor was, so they could clear all that up with the people downtown, they could make a couple of phone calls, verify everything. And guess what? Everybody goes on their way. That's exactly what would have happened. I mean, for that matter, couldn't they have looked it up on their MDT and found out if he was really a Fed or not? I mean, yeah. isn't that? Yeah. Do they have possibly. access to that? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's that right there. That's somebody that's got a federal ID that thinks they're God. And you know what? They're nobody. Yeah, he got taken down a peg and I, I love it. <laughs> and he was crying this is, this about is, it. He's he's somebody that thinks that he's holier than doubt. This type of person, this type of, of an individual, when you put them in a corner like that, they're the ones that don't have any friends. They're the ones that are asocial. They're the ones that didn't get invited to the school dance. They're the ones that didn't get picked for kickball. So they go and they become a bureaucrat. They go and they hide in the bureaucracy and they get their federal IDs and they think that they're God and they can push everybody else around because they've been pushed around their whole lives. Why do you think all of these uh, these little uh, bureaucrats in these health departments are drunk on power trips the last couple of years? That's more power than they've ever been given in their entire lives. And they're drunk on it, just like this fool. And you notice when you, when you put them in their place, they cry because that's what they are. They're just they're, they're scared little children inside. That's all they are. They've never had to face it. Like th this is why they this is why they go into that, because it gives them a sense of being powerful because they can't achieve it on their own. And this is another reason why you need to know your sheriff and you need to have a good relationship with them, because if something like this happened and you had the ATF at your door uh, demanding that you bring out your firearms, you can just call up your local sheriff and be like, Hey, I got somebody here impersonating a law enforcement officer at my door. I need you to come and check this out. And the sheriff come in and, and take care of it. Yep, that's it. And, you know, we were talking about uh, law enforcement and things before we started. We were talking about it in prep. And I said, you know, the, the one law enforcement agency at the local level that I think is absolutely essential would be your sheriff's department, your, your sheriff's office. And a couple of reasons for that. One, the sheriff is an elected position. Technically, the sheriff doesn't even have to be a law enforcement officer before he's voted in. He could just run. He's still going to have to go through the certification and all that stuff. Sure. But he's the sheriff. Well, it used to be that way back in the day, back in the 1800s, man. You mm -hmm. were elected sheriff. You, you were just uh, you were you're just sheriff. somebody from yeah. the community. You were sheriff. That's it. And uh, so your, your qualifications were just if the people voted for you. That's true. And, you know, I, I think that that's one of the most as far as like a law enforcement agency, I think that's one of the most essential, at least in the United States. It's most essential because it's an elected position. 
so you can remove them if you're not satisfied with the work that they're doing. On top assuming of that, your electoral processes. Yeah, assuming you have a, a, a an intent. Assuming your election process has integrity, yes. But you can remove them. A county sheriff is also a judge if he has to be. He can hold the sheriff's court. And he has the authority to deputize. This is probably the most important aspect of it all, apart from the fact that you can vote for them. He has the authority to deputize people to help him if he needs it. Why is that significant? Well, think about this. County sheriffs, you think a county sheriff, when you have, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 deputies in a sheriff's department, that's spread out across the county. Well, that's pretty sparse but they can deputize men if they need to. Why does that play a significant role? I'll explain. When you've got people like this that we just played a clip of, when you've got federal trash like that that comes around <laughs> knocking on your door, it's trying to ask questions when they're way out of their jurisdiction and they're in over their heads. They're just there to try and intimidate and threaten you. When you've got that, and that happens on a larger scale, say, oh, I don't know, 87,000 new armed IRS agents. If you've got a county sheriff and you've got a strong group of people in your community that are armed, private citizens, legal gun owners, that are trained in how to use those firearms properly to defend their lives and their families' lives and the community's lives, the county sheriff simply has to say, look, we've got a problem. We've got 500 IRS agents that are coming in and we need some help. So I need 400 volunteers. I need 400 deputies. And that can be done. And guess what? That can be legal. All the way. Nobody's breaking any laws. The people at the top in the international community, the Soros types, oh, they know this. Why do you think he's going around funding county sheriff elections around the, in the United States to get the people he wants in there? Because he wants to undermine that process. And the AGs as well. Because then if you Same have, thing. you don't necessarily have to get the sheriff, you just get the AG and then they're not going to prosecute. Right. Well, uh, right. No, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. And so Honestly, I think if it ever gets to a point, a certain point in the United States, which I, I man, I, oof, after a couple of days ago with the Trump thing, this is looking more likely. Honestly, I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be county sheriffs that are going to be deputizing private citizens to stop this federal overreach when push comes to shove. Because if they're raiding 45, they're going to be raiding you. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. Bye.